And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. It is the Friday edition of the postgame show. Just got back a little bit ago from Springer Gymnasium for the Class 4 District 16 Boys Championship between Lafayette and Benton. Northside versus Southside for a district championship. And I'll tell you what, what an atmosphere it truly was. I definitely, um, shout out to the crowd. Shout out to both student sections. Y'all both rocked it tonight. Great atmosphere to be a part of and what a great game it lived up to. In the first quarter, Lafayette got out to a quick 12 to nothing lead, but then the Irish, but then the Cardinals would find their way at the end of the quarter to get back into the ball game within eight. As Lafayette would go up at the in the first quarter, 20 to 12, they would lead after one. Lafayette led by as much as 12 in the first quarter as the Irish started out fast. A complete opposite of what happened on February the 8th when these two teams previously played. In the second quarter, Lafayette continued to extend the lead a little bit. They had a lead by as much as 11, but then once again, Bitten. Found a way at the end of the quarter to claw their way back into the game. Got their got the game within four at one point, but then Lafayette hit a couple big shots at the end of the second quarter to take a 30 to 21 halftime lead into the locker room. In the third quarter, both teams would trade shots as both teams. Right? Every time Benton came up with a basket, Lafayette just found a way to respond. Benton was able to outscore Lafayette a little bit at the end of the third. But Lafayette still took a 43-36 lead into the final quarter. In the fourth quarter, it just seemed like it was going to be all Irish at the beginning of the fourth. As Lafayette would go up 49-38. But then Benton would find themselves going on a 12-1 run to end the fourth quarter. And ultimately ended up forcing overtime. And we go into the extra period tied at 50 apiece. Now Lafayette would, would go and hit some big shots. At the beginning of overtime, George Galloway, George Galloway with a couple big shots. His only five points of the game came in the beginning of the overtime period. But then Lafayette would bitten would bitten would find themselves down one. But really, it came down to free throws all game long for both teams. Both teams had their share of struggles from the free throw line, but Denver Doman got fouled at the end of the game and only would only hit one of his free throws. But then Lafayette was able to hit a free throw of their own. Um, Caden Cox had a free throw of his own to go up 58-56. And that would be the score that we would that Lafayette would win by. Final score, 58-56. Lafayette wins the Class War District 16 championship. We got a lot of postgame again to unload from this game. And we're going to kick that off by hearing that from the head coach of the Lafayette Fighting Irish, Kevin Bristol. We are here on the Cliff Notes podcast where the Lafayette Fighting Irish just defeated the Bitten Cardinals 58-56 in overtime to win the Class 4 District 16 championship. We are here with the winning coach, Irish head coach Kevin Bristol. Um, coach, I, I don't know how much time you've had really to kind of reflect on tonight and reflect on this win, but how are you feeling right now? Uh, first of all, I'd like to take my hat off to Benton and Coach Boone. They did a hell of a job tonight. Uh, they gave it. They gave us a run for our money tonight, and a great game. Uh, I haven't had any time to reflect. I'm just trying to make sure kids are gathered and getting kids back to life yet until they cut down the nets. So that's my main focus right now. Probably about an hour or two. I probably, <laughs> I probably start thinking about it. Well, coach, um, how big was it um, after the last game on February 8th when you guys played these guys to get off to a fast start here in this game? To be honest, 
If we don't lose that game, I don't think we win this game. All right. Uh, uh, if we lose that, if we win that game, I don't think we win this game here. That gave us motivation from that game to to be to play the way we played. Well, sometimes, sometimes it takes a loss. Sometimes it takes a big loss in order to push you, your team to your destiny. So, um, Coach, um, talk about um, towards the end. of the, You guys led for pretty much the entire game. Can you talk about what you, what your players, um, what your players did? Was there something said in the huddle really to get this team back focused in order to clinch this uh, district championship in overtime? Uh, for four years, our saying has been next man up. Uh, and when those two fouled out, we just had to lock in and give us the energy and the effort from everyone on the court. You never know when your uh, moment's going to be. Uh, George hit that big three. KJ hit some foul shots. So you never know when your moment's going to be. So you just always have to be ready. Can you just talk about um, also the amount of players who have stepped up tonight? You mentioned George. Um, George, um, his only five points of the ball game were in overtime. Those first two baskets there in overtime. But talk about players like Drake Davison stepping up. Mikey Thomas stepped up. Of course, Camden Bennett was able to step up tonight. Um, can you just talk about um, just your depth on this roster to be able to have players in, in all kinds of moments step up? I mean, usually we didn't play that go that deep tonight. and Usually we do more. But the one, I mean, when you're uh, – when your number's called, you have to go out there and ball. I mean, that's, that's you no know, if, ands, or buts about it. When your number's called, you have to play. Well, Coach, um, just um, my, my, in sectionals on Tuesday, we don't know who the opponent is quite yet. Um, can you talk about what you want to see carry over and what you want to improve on in order to get a win in Tuesday sectional? Uh, just that grit that we showed tonight, that greediness and being able to play through adversity. Uh, what we need to work on is maintaining the lead. Maintaining the lead, but just to keep playing with that grittiness is what we need. And then my last question for you, Coach. Um, I know it's clearing out a little bit right now, but this gym here at Springer Gymnasium was absolutely packed. They were turning people away at the door. How was it tonight, you know, to coach and the, for these players, all these players, just to play in an atmosphere like this tonight? <coughs> I wish every high school kid got to play in an atmosphere like this, whether it be football, basketball, just, just to play in this type of electricity in this gym. I wish every kid got this. I wish all our games were like this. So. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast um, once again. It's always a pleasure to interview you. Congratulations to you and your boys on winning a district championship, and good luck to you guys on Tuesday night. All right. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Kevin Bristol, for coming on the podcast. Once again, congratulations to you and your basketball team for winning districts tonight. We got a very we got a series of interviews with Lafayette Fighting Irish players. We're gonna do the same thing we kind of did last night, is just play all of them all in a row. You're gonna hear interviews from these these players in order. First, we're gonna hear from senior Sam Ryan, then you're gonna hear from junior Camden Bennett, and then lastly, you're gonna hear from another junior, Mikey Thomas. All those interviews live from Springer Gymnasium are coming up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast where the Lafayette Fighting Irish have just won another district championship, Class 4, District 16, over Benton tonight. 58-56 to 56 was the final score. We are here with senior Sam Ryan. Um, Sam, I know you haven't probably had a lot of time to really to take this all in right now. How are you feeling right now? Great. To come back on this floor, beat the guys that we just lost to just three weeks ago, means the world to us. To get back that district title that we didn't get last year, we had a 5 feet going. We didn't get it last year to regain our territory, mark our territory back on this northwest of Missouri side of the state. It means the world to us, and we're back. How big was it to get this game back? I know um, a couple weeks ago it was a really cl- got off to a slow start, got it close, 
but ultimately fell short. How key was it to start fast in this ball game? No, it was definitely. That's what the coach preached. We couldn't get punched in the mouth like we did on February 8th. We had to come out, throw, throw, throw a few punches of our own, come out with energy, and just don't let up from there. Was there any composure lost by any member of the team when they when they clawed back and got it to overtime and guys were up by eight or nine there in the third and the fourth and were able to get it back to overtime? Was there any loss of composure there? How were you guys able to get focused in the huddle? I'd be lying if I said no, but our whole team, we're, we're, we have a lot of confidence, and that confidence bruised through all of us, and that confidence carried each one of us, went through all of us, and going into overtime, I said, chill out, we're going to get this done, and we did so. Um, we don't know who, who the sectional opponent is quite yet. Um, can you talk about what you want to see carry over, what you want to see improve heading into Tuesday sectional? I thought our first half was fantastic. We defended really well, but we got to defend without fouling. A, a few key players came to bed and Drake Davison fouled out, and that made it all the more difficult for us going into overtime. So if we can just clean up on the defensive end, primarily in the second half, cut down drive, straight line drives, and I think we're golden. Um, and the last question, well, this atmosphere tonight, I, I called it on Twitter one of the best at high school atmospheres I've ever seen. Just talk about um, this crowd, not only on the Lafayette side, but the Benton side as well, just to all get together for a huge north side, south side rivalry game for a district title. Yeah, nothing's better. The north side, south side game's always big in the regular season, but the postseason adds just that much more importance. And to see the whole city pop out, the, both fans were yelling, rowdy. Both fans were tremendous. Just being able to play in that environment meant the world to me, and that's why I play basketball. Well, well Sam, th Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on a district championship, and good luck to you guys on Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Thanks for talking to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still here at Springer Gymnasium, Benton High School, with the Lafayette Fighting Irish defeated the Benton Cardinals tonight. 58-56 to was the final score to become Class 4 District 16 champions. We are here with Junior Camden Bennett. Um, Cam um, Camden... Um, I don't know how much of a t how much you've got to register this win here tonight, but how does it feel right now to be district champs? It's very exciting. Um, I've never experienced this before, obviously. Um, I'm just happy to go out here and finally get a, a district championship. And I couldn't have done it without my teammates and the whole Northside community. Just up top, real quick before we talk about this game, talk about the atmosphere tonight, not only on the north side, um, but the south side. Everybody just coming out, big crowd, people turned away at the door. Can you just talk about what it's like playing in an atmosphere like this? Uh, the atmosphere is very hype. Um, it, it was very hard to play in at first, but we started getting into our groove. We came out with a sense of urgency, uh, getting stops, and we got our lead, the 14-2, to start the uh, game off. Um, and we just came out with the W. Um, playing in this type of environment is very exciting, and I just can't wait to keep uh, moving forward and hopefully get a state run. How key was it to start fast in this ball game? On February the 8th, you guys started pretty slow, but how, how big of a key was it to um, not only get this win, but really just to start fast and get this win back here? Uh, in the last game, we obviously uh, didn't start out too good, and we got down, and we couldn't get back into the game. But, so coming out into this game, we uh, definitely had to come in with a sense of urgency and try to get as much stops as possible and much scores so that we could get up because we knew it was going to be a uh, grind battle towards the end of the game. What was said in the huddle? Um, I know Bitten was able to cut the tie the game there in the fourth quarter, ultimately ended up sending to overtime. What was said in the huddle, and how were you guys able to get back composed in overtime? Um, my friend Mikey Thomas uh, right next to me, he told me that, they were going to come out and get the W and that all I had to do was trust them and that's what they did. 
Well, what do you want to see? Um, uh, Tuesday's sectional, we don't know the opponent yet. Uh, what do you want to see carry over from this game into t- Tuesday's sectional? Uh, definitely the crowd and the intensity throughout the game and try to stay out of foul trouble this time. Well, Camden, congratulations on winning a district championship. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and good luck to you guys on Tuesday night. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still here doing post-game here for the Class 4 District 16 Boys Championship game here at Benton, where Lafayette just defeated Benton 58-56 to to claim another district championship. We are here with junior Mikey Thomas. Um, Mikey, just um, right now, your thoughts on um, being district champs once again. Man, it, it feels good. We beat our crosstown rival, got revenge, but it's not our end goal, so we're not satisfied. How big was it really to get this game back? Uh, I know February the 8th, you guys probably wanted a better start in that ball game, but also you guys ended up calling back and ended up making it a couple possession game. How big was it? How big of a motivation was it to get back this game, not only a district championship, but against this team on this floor? That means everything. That's all we wanted, we knew. We knew we were going to be on their home court, so we just wanted to raise their raise the trophy on their home court. Well, we'll talk about also, um, you know, like I like I mentioned to Camden, um, you got um, Benton was able to claw back into the game. They ultimately ended up forcing overtime. What was really said in the huddle? I know you and Camden are big leaders on this team. What was said really in the huddle to get this team back focused? We just all have trust in each other. Um, I knew we were going to have to make some plays. I just told everyone to trust me, trust trust our team, trust everyone out there. We'll get it done. Um, sexuals are on Tuesday. Um, what do you want to see carry over from tonight, and what do you want to see improve in order to get a win in sectional on Tuesday night? Uh, defensive intensity was big. Um, I think we got to do a better job guarding bigs, especially because we got a team that will probably have a really good big next round. So we just got to get better at that. And then last question, just talk about this atmosphere tonight on both sides here tonight, playing in a playing in a huge district championship game and playing with pretty much a full capacity. Yeah, that, that's the games I live for. I love those. I come out here and I just, I'm ready to kill in front of the big crowd, show, show it like everybody here what I'm about. Well, Mikey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. Congratulations to you and your team, and good luck to you guys on Tuesday night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming on the podcast. Lafayette was led at scoring tonight by Drake Davison with 17 points before he fouled out in the fourth quarter, ended up finishing with 17 on the night. Mikey Thomas had 14, and Camden Bennett rounded out the double-digit scoring for the Irish with 13. Benton was led with a game-high 23 points from Kaysen Mose, and then freshman Miles Pachali. What a week for Miles Pachali. The other night, he had... 15 points, and then tonight he had 14, and then Denver Doman finished with 12. Denver Doman got a couple big baskets and got fouled throughout the game, but Denver was able to finish with 12 points on the ball game. Nothing to hang your head about for the Benton boys. I'll tell you what, Coach Boone had those boys ready to play. They have an absolute tremendous future there in the south side. Other games that I was able to go to tonight, got to spend some time finally at the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City. Went to a couple of MIAA tournament games. First, the Missouri Western Women, the fifth seed in the MIAA Women's Tournament, faced off against number number four seeded UCM. Griffs beat the Mules the two previous times this season, but it took overtime to win both of those games. In the first quarter, Central Missouri would grab the lead early 
in the quarter, but then Missouri Western found a way to take the lead towards the end of the quarter. They would go up at the first quarter, 15-12 to 12 at the end of one. In the second quarter, Missouri Western just kept making shots. Corbin and Jordan Cunningham, I'll tell you what, they had a great thing going in the middle, to at the beginning to the middle of the second quarter, was able to extend the lead by as much as 10 in this one, and then Connie Clark hit a couple hit a couple free throws, made a made a two point basket, and then Missouri Western was able to take a halftime lead into the locker room. Thirty to eight was the halftime score there in that one. In the third quarter, this is when Missouri Western got hot. Uh, Corbin Cunningham, um, Connie Clark, uh, Camille Evans, Mary Fultz all got into the scoring, but then a stretch here in the third were three th- three straight four straight three pointers were hit. Three of them were from Jalen Haggard, and then the other was from Jordan Cunningham. We ended up extending the lead to 50-26 to during that time. Missouri Western would go on to lead after three. 57-32 to was the score after, after three. In the fourth quarter, Missouri Western kept pouring it on. Griffs would find a way to just hold on to the lead. Central Missouri was able to cut into the lead a little bit towards the end of the fourth quarter. But ultimately, Missouri Western would end up going on to win by 14 points tonight. 69-55, to Missouri Western advances to the MIAA Tournament Semifinals where they will take on number one seeded Missouri Southern. Griffs split with the Lions in both meetings, but last meeting at the middle of February, Lions were able to win that one, but Missouri Southern right now, they are playing their best basketball of the season, and I'm pretty sure they have not lost since that January 3rd game at Missouri Western. Southern has just been on a tremendous roll. I think that's going to be a tremendous ball game. Missouri Western is definitely going to have to come with with their game plan and execute it to almost perfection if they're going to beat Missouri Southern on Saturday night, we have an opportunity to catch up on some post game here. We had an interview to hit. We had an opportunity to interview head coach Katie Whitaker, senior Jalen Haggard, and sophomore Connie Clark after tonight after today's victory over the Jennies. You know, at this time of year, obviously everyone is huge. Um, to stay alive and, and give yourself, um, you know, an opportunity is is what you're playing for. And super proud of how our team came out. I thought we really guarded, uh, particularly in the first three quarters extremely well um, battled um, you know a, a tough team that's so talented inside and, um, and and really played together that third quarter was huge really pulled away and um, you know we're able to kind of secure the win in that quarter thank you questions please Brand, coach can you start by talking about just the overall defensive efforts tonight I mean only a half time and three steals and two blocks and the way you guys were just able to keep them off balance really on every inch of the floor well, you know, we um, we studied on quite a bit this week, and um, Connie knew she had a big assignment. I mean, Brooke's tough. I mean, she's a she's a great <laughs> offensive player, and I thought um, you know really set the tone there in the first half um, with Brooke. She still had ten, but they were earned. They were hard. Um, I thought we were super physical. Call your inside um, and and made it hard. You know, they they missed some shots at the rim. And then we battled like crazy to board it. Um, so, you know, defensively, I, I thought we did a good job of really locking in, playing, um, play, you know, guarding their motion and, um, you know, and then trying to guard their ISOs the best we could. 
were you seeing, Coach, that third quarter from the offense with 27 points? And did, is that just kind of like a rhythm thing and just kind of shots falling? Well, I, I thought I thought we were in a good rhythm, and then they and and then it caused them to go zone, and then and then we just this one just you know <laughs> you know made I think back to back, and then Jordan I think we made three threes in a row, and it's hard to come back from a quick nine points. So. Um, yeah, I, you know, we just had good tempo to us, and um, we're, we're a transition team, and um, we tried to we try to play up tempo, and um, even in the half, we want to have great tempo, and I, and I thought it was pretty much there all night. Yeah, Dan, can you speak on that, that stretch there in the third quarter, and uh, once you made that first one, did it feel like they got any rhythm, and then the rest of the offense is looking up, just continued on from there? Yeah, I think it's kind of tough um, shooting in there initially, um, so the second half, obviously kind of found my rhythm a little bit. Um, but I think shots for our team are contagious. So once one falls, I think multiple go. So I was just kind of feeding off the energy that our defensive end was having and um, just letting it fly. Connie, can you just, just kind of speak on the, how good you guys' defense was tonight and keeping them off balance? Um, like Coach said, we had we all had a defensive assignment. So I think we did our best at guarding the best way we can. Um, couldn't stop us from scoring, but we did the best we can. And she, like she said, she earned her points. Well, each one of them did. They say it's you know the old adage of it's hard to beat a three team three times in a season. Do you subscribe to that, and how and how were you able to do? I really points? don't subscribe to that because I've been on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I. I don't know. You know, I think the more you play someone, the more familiar you are on both sides, and maybe you come up with um, there's less tricks, right? But there's more advantage as far as being familiar and understanding how other people operate and where their advantages are, and, and how to keep the game in in your advantage. Um, so I, you know, there's enough space I think between. I think if you play in back to back, we, you know, in the same week, I think it could it, it can come back and get you. But I think we had enough space where. Um, we could kind of reset and look at it as a, a fresh game. How good was a week off for you guys? Connie, does it oh. matter? They're <laughs> like, week off? We didn't get a week <laughs> off um, from the games. Yeah, from games. So we had two real days off, which oh, okay. they probably enjoyed. Um, and then we had a shooting workout. Yeah. And then we had real practice. Um, I think they'd always rather play games. I mean, I might want to speak for y'all, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nothing. <laughs> True. I, I just like playing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> how was it being back here at Municipal here in Kansas City? Uh, first time in a couple years, so how was it for, for you guys? Um, I think it's always fun to play here. The environment's always um, a lot of fun, and you bring a pretty good crowd. So um, it was a good turnout, and everybody wants to win, so we were ready to show up and compete today. And, yeah, I mean, we got it done. Yeah. There's quite, quite possibly a lot on the line for you guys today as far as uh, bigger goals in sight just to, to see how you guys were able to rise to that occasion. Does that say something about where you guys feel you're at right now? Yeah, I I got strong confidence in my team, and I just feel like we have to we have to up it, so we got to go get it. Coach, I guess just lastly, Mary, she, she picked up three <laughs> fouls there, and I mean like a minute and a half stretch, and then for her to come back and you know, contribute double-digit points off the bench, and especially going up against, I mean, UCM's obviously got some really great coaches. Uh, I thought she played really hard and gutsy and um, and physical. I mean, those post players are as good as it gets around the country. Um, and um, 
you know, I loved her on both ends. You know, I thought she was um, fearless in a lot of ways and um, was really big for us. I thought Jordan also played extremely well. I mean, seven rebounds is probably a high for her and six assists. Um, they laugh because I'm so hard on Jordan about <laughs> rebounding. Um, but I, I thought she – because she handled a load, too, at times defensively. Um, I, I thought, you know, she stepped up huge, as as many people did. You know, Camille had a great game. You know, she's coming off me not playing her much, and, and now she responded and was huge for us tonight. Missouri Western had six players today with at least eight points on the day. They were led by Connie Clark with 14 points, Jalen Haggard, had 12, including four three-pointers. Mary Fultz had 11 off the bench. Camille Evans had nine. And then Jordan and Corbin Cunningham each had eight points on the day for Missouri Western. Central Missouri got a big day for Brooke Luttrell, who had 29 points. Griffs, I tell you what, they played some great defense today. They held um, MIAA first-team member Nyjah Collier to just 10 points on the day. Again, Griffs advanced to the MIAA Tournament semifinals where they will meet Missouri Southern at noon on Saturday. The Northwest women didn't get as lucky. A slow first quarter cost Northwest a berth in the MIAA Women's Tournament semifinals as UNK took a 13-2 lead after the first quarter. Uh, Bearcats' lone basket came from Mallory McConkey at the 128 mark of the first quarter. Bearcats went 1-for-11 from the field in the first quarter and shot 9%. But that would be an upward trend from here as Missouri Western found a way to get into the scoring column more and more as the game came along. Molly Hart, and I'll tell you what, Molly Hart, what a day for her. We'll talk about her total day here in just a few minutes. But Hartnett had 9 of Northwest's 13 points in the first half. As, as UNK was able to take a 24-13 lead into the locker room in the third, actually a 26-13 lead into the locker room for UNK. In the third quarter, both teams traded baskets for a little bit, but then UNK was able to extend the lead to, um, to what was it, 15, as UNK was able to lead 44-27 after the end of three. In the fourth quarter, Northwest got hot. Emma Atwood, Jada Green, um, Va um, Evelyn Vasquez, um, Molly Hartnett. I'll tell you what, all those players got hot in the fourth quarter as Molly Hartwood, Molly Hartnett would go on to finish with a team high 26 points on the day. And she, I thought she did a great job keeping Northwest into the ball game. The Bearcats would get into the into the UNK lead. By as much as three. They cut the lead down to three. But then UNK was able to hit a couple a couple of clutch free throws. Despite their first quarter start, Northwest was able to hang in there with one of the best teams in the MIAA. But UNK walks out of Kansas City with a victory today. 52-47 to was the final score. We had an opportunity to get postgame from Bearcat coach Austin Meyer and and players Molly Hartnett and Evelyn Vasquez. Yeah, um, just proud of our team. Um, proud of, of what they've done this season for our, <clears throat> our program and uh, especially our seniors um, that have been here for four years and um, <clears throat> helped take the program to a, a level that it hasn't been at in a while. So, um, you know, really good Carney team today. You know, two points in the first quarters, uh, probably not going to get it done. But, uh, like, I was proud of our kids for just fighting and battling and changing the momentum of that game and um, to take a 20-point game against a team like that and, and get it down there to three with a chance to win late, I thought was showed a lot about our kids. So, 
questions for coach or student athletes? Uh, just they're late in the game with you know a few seconds left in the clock. Just what are some of the strategies you guys were having to get those baskets and get those stops? Yeah, we went a smaller lineup kind of late in the game, and uh, we trapped their ball screens defensively, and then we just kind of spread it out and, and tried to get downhill. And these two here did a great job of putting pressure on defense, getting to the basket. Um, they stayed home a lot on, on, on our perimeter shooters there late, and so um, um, made some plays. And I thought we just we played with energy and, and you know a lot of confidence there late in that game to, to get it back. Did they do anything that first half that surprised you defensively, or is it just shots off falling? Yeah, no, not really. Um, you know, they kind of do what they do is what makes them good, but they're long. You know, there are a lot of six-foot-plus kids out there, and um, so the lane's close. Um, I thought we got decent decent shots there early, but um, we'll have to go back and watch. But, um, you know, I thought we missed some some, some open shots and just, um, you know, we went, I think, six, seven minutes without scoring, and, and um, I mean, that's that's tough to do. They're they're good defensively. We've had our struggles offensively throughout the year, so um, you know, to play a team that's that that's that talented defensively makes it tough. They don't give you anything easy. Um, they're, they're they're they do a great job scouting where you're not gonna uh, Kellerman's not gonna get three or four open shots in a game like that because they know they got to stay home on on her. So um, just a good team and a well coached team. Can you just break down what how Molly tried to to you guys? today and what she was able to do? Yeah, she was great. Um, made, made plays, uh, plays with a high level of confidence. I mean, she's a competitor. That's what she does for us. Um, she's a very confident kid. And uh, yeah, she was she was locked in. I thought she got downhill, um, was really aggressive. And, um, you know, yeah, willed, willed us to, to get back into that game and kind of kept us kind of hanging around, uh, you know, after the first quarter. You know, we're in that kind of 12, 13 point range where it's as bad as we were playing offensively, you know, we're not out of the game. So I think we hung around just enough, but um, just couldn't get it done. Molly, Molly, for you, just kind of, just how did you just feel like you got to take over sometimes and just say, I'm going to go try to attack the basket? What goes through your process at that point when you're knowing the team needs a spark or something? You know, I just um, always am willing to step up. Um, I think my teammates get me the ball in good spots. Um, we have good movement on offense, which creates the lanes for me. And, you know, Kelderman, we have good outside shooters, and so then they can't help off her, so it opens up the lane even more for me, which makes a huge difference. And, yeah, I'm willing to do whatever for this team. Austin, uh, that second half, you guys kind of got going with the multiple point guard offense, uh, these two and Peyton, too. Um, just has that been a lineup that's kind of adjusted and got um, – you didn't really have that before adding Evelyn and uh, Peyton. So have you seen that lineup grow? Oh yeah, they, they're just a group that keeps getting better. Um, you know, I think with the way we run our offense, and, and you know, we're pretty methodical at times and, and movement, but um, we can play multiple point guards on the floor. Um, you know, we got kids that can get paint, um, kids that can shoot it, and um, yeah, I mean, you talk about three freshmen um, playing in a game like that against an experienced Carney team. Um, you know, we uh, <clears throat> we're not going anywhere for a while. Our program, um, we, we got it to a good spot, and we're going to keep getting better, so we're excited. Evelyn, what can you take away from being down 19 with 50 minutes to go against a team that's going to the NCAA tournament, and then there you are, uh, one possession game in the final two minutes? Um, I would just say that every game we go into it, we don't look at the rankings or who won this or who won that. We just go out to compete, and even though um, we were down by so much and we only scored like two points in the first quarter, we still were willing to fight, and we knew that we would have to fight to get back in the game, and that's just what we did. We made plays. Evelyn, that defensive end of the floor uh, obviously changed the tempo a little bit with your pressure defense. Just talk about 
when you guys aren't hitting shots, how important that is to kind of try to get a spark from that end of the floor. Yeah, when shots aren't falling and I'm trying to um, play both sides of the floor, um, even when it just comes to denying their point guard to get in the ball, just anything to disrupt their offense. So maybe they have a lower shot clock when they're trying to score or they're kind of just out, out of rhythm. Um, it really helps us on defense. And just like me being up and pressuring um, kind of keeps the ball in the point guard's hand and, you know, I just try to make a play. Paul, you guys didn't get to the stage uh, last year. Just looking, looking at this group that, that's still so young take away from, from getting to, to the stage in the season playing with uh, with the best of the best and getting some uh, postseason experience. Yeah, it was really exciting to be here this year. Um, it was unfortunate last year that we couldn't be here, like we just missed it. Um, but I think we competed and we worked hard. And, you know, we shocked a lot of teams this year. And I think next year it's going to be even better. Uh, and also just, just your thoughts on, on getting such a young group and getting them some postseason post post experience and being able to be yeah, no, I, I think it's huge. Um, you know, obviously the first time they they played here, um, a lot of freshmen. We you know on our roster with red shirts, we got you know thirteen of our eighteen kids are, are freshman eligibility wise. So obviously we're we're a young team, and I mean experience does matter um, in these games. And um, so I think we got we got some great experience. You know, you look at um, you know the teams, the teams in our league, um, the top teams, Fort Hayes, Carn, you know. Um, there's kids that have been in this league for, for a lot of years. Um, when you think of Hobbs, five-year kid, Randall, five-year kid, Carlson, I mean, all the, it, it does make a difference. So to be able to get that uh, freshman year and, and be in a game like this, that's close. Um, you know, we could have just quit um, and, and, and got beat by 25 and walked out of here and said, oh, we had a decent season. But our kids, they didn't do that. They just fought um, and, and gave us a chance to win. So that's all you can ask for. Obviously, a big scoring game for Molly today. She had a great year last year, too, but new group around her. Where have you seen the most growth in her game this year? Yeah, I think just um, continuing to get to get better, getting downhill. Um, you know, she shot the ball percentage-wise better from three this year. Um, you know, she's on everybody's scouting report. Um, I mean, she was last year after after a few games, but um, you know, I think um, having more weapons around her because um, she she's one that uh, if it's time to score, she'll go score. If it if uh, two come to the ball, she'll pass it. So um, just has a good feel for the game, and um, yeah, she's just gonna she's gonna keep getting better. Alrighty, here's tomorrow's schedule. It is an absolute jam-packed schedule. Class 2 quarterfinals at Liberty North at 1 p.m. The LeBlanc girls take on the number one ranked team in Class 2, Wellington Napoleon. The Tigers were the ones that eliminated the Bishop LeBlanc girls in last year's quarterfinals and owned a victory over them in the Richmond tournament earlier this year. But Bishop LeBlanc, they'll be ready. They'll be ready for revenge. This should be an absolute great ball game at Liberty North. At 2.45, the LeBlanc boys, same same location, take on Lakeland for an opportunity to move on to the Final Four. Class 3 quarters at Blue Springs. At 1 o'clock, East Buchanan girls take on El Dorado Springs. And at 2.15, the Mid Buchanan boys take on Lafayette County. Class 1 quarterfinals at Missouri Western at 6 o'clock. Platte Valley takes on Mercer. That's the Platte Valley girls. 7.45, Stanbury. The boys take on Green City. And in the MIAA tournament at noon, the Missouri Western women take on the number the number one seed in Missouri Southern Lions. At 2.15, the 2-3 two, seed, Fort Hayes State and Nebraska Kearney. The winner of those two games will meet in the, cha- in the championship game at 1 o'clock on Sunday. 
at 6 o'clock, the UCO men take on Washburn. And at 8.15, the Northwest Missouri State men take on Fort Hayes State. The winner of those two men's games will battle at 3.30 for the MIAA Men's Championship. It's going to be an absolute loaded day. We'll have coverage of all those games tomorrow and so much more. And until tomorrow, take care, everybody.